98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. On this Tuesday in Phoenix, John Gambadaro and Tim Ring, Ringer, filling in for Bernsey as he continues to drive up and down the Pacific Coast Highway. There he goes. There he goes. In his Aston Martin. Yeah, whatever he's in. With whatever a case he's of wine from Napa. Uh, just driving up and down the coast of California. Something he always wanted to do. And now with the kids being an empty nester, not having the kids around, you know, you get Bern- to do those things. You, you know, get to do those things. You know, Bernsey, though, has got the... He's got the phone out checking on those cardinal cuts. Honey, I oh, just, no, no. He's, I, I, I know him. He is not. Oh, come on. <laughs> he does not. Come on. Cardinal cut down day. You know Bunzi. what? You know, there are time, and I'm really bad at this, but I know, and he tries to push me to do this. You got to break away from it because this engulfs you, right? We work in the morning. We work in the afternoon. We work at night. We work on Saturdays. We work on Sunday. Like, you're always working. It's a labor of love. I, and I no, it is. You know, I, mean, I was at the Diamondback game last night, you know, but then on the weekends, you got, you know, ASU on Saturday, college football. You got Cardinals on Sunday. There's the Suns and the Diamondbacks. Everybody's playing. So you're always always you're always working you're always working you know I get up in the morning and I, I go to the gym then I work for three hours before I come here and then when I go home I work for two like so you're, so I know he's really good at it and I want to be better at it unplugging unplugging Man, you gotta I, unplug I don't know if I can do that see what, unplug. Part, of, part of what drives me I'm still at heart a fan like I I know you're not I know you're supposed to unplug I know you're supposed to take time out and get away but at the end of the day like I still like I'm like, like I'm like everybody else mm. driving around you in their cars like, you I want to know, know. I want to know. Well, what people want to know right now is what are the Arizona Cardinals doing? Let's tell you what our top story of the day is. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Deep in the pocket. And it's going to be pissed off at the three-yard line. It's Trayvon Mullen who made the big earlier play, and Mullen will be taken down inside the five-yard line. Well, there it is. I told you the Cardinals would trade for a cornerback. I just came a little bit later. I thought it would be by Friday, but they waited until cut-down day. But we've said all along, and we've reported all along, that the Cardinals would trade for a cornerback. I knew they had some stuff in the works. They end up with Trayvon Mullen. He's 24 years old. He was a second-round pick in 2019. And what you do. That is things to like and not to like, okay? You give up a sixth, a seventh-round pick that could turn into a Sixth. So it's a conditional pick. He's got 31 starts under his belt. That you like. He's got 31 starts. As a rookie, he started 10 games and played in all 16. In 2020, he started all 16 games. Last year, played in five games. Foot injuries, toe injuries, missed some of camp this year, you know, coming back from those injuries. So you got a little bit of an injury issue there. That's probably why you're able to get him for not a whole lot. I mean, he's had the foot and the toe injuries. But overall, for a 24-year-old kid, 31 starts. And this is what you needed. You needed somebody with experience starting. You didn't want to just go get, you know, some seventh round a pick that got cut by another team. They were always looking for somebody that had a lot of game experience. They end up with Trayvon Mullen. And the fact that you give up a seventh round pick, maybe a sixth round pick, Gambo does not bother me at all. Listen, you need you need bodies right now. They forget NFL caliber guys at cornerback. They don't have enough bodies. 
period. I mean, they were down to, they were down to four guys and we don't know if Antonio Hamilton can play in week one or even week two at this point. It's complete unknown. So you get a guy like Trayvon Mullen. Here's the deal. And you know, we were talking about this pre-show at, at this point in the season, even if you're willing to give up uh, a high round draft pick, a third round, second round pick, teams aren't giving you a premier cornerback. 13, 12 days before the season. Yeah. This is the kind of guy you're going to get at best. You're going to get a guy who's got some upside, who's got some experience, but forever, for whatever reason, fell out of favor with his current team. And, and they don't have a lot of depth yet. I got Rocky Sin and I got Anthony Everett, but they don't have a lot of depth. Like he was, like he was a starter. Like he was one of their guys. So it's interesting that they are moving on from him. It really is. It's interesting to move on. He played football college at Clemson. So he played under a great defense at Clemson. He, so he played on one of the best college defenses of all time, Gambo. They won a national. He actually won two national championships, yep. but he was a big part of the 2018 national championship team at Clemson. He played on a defense with Isaiah Simmons. Now, that defense actually spawned five first-round It was a dominant of defenses that were in college they football that the year. doors off of mm-hmm. Alabama and Santa Clara in the national championship game. He was a second-round pick, talking about Mullen, by the Raiders. Again, he came out of the blocks playing. He started 10 games as a rookie, played a lot as a sophomore uh, in the NFL. But again, they thought he was a building year, block. They thought he was a building block for that defense. They grabbed, they grabbed him in the second round. Now, we started training camp this year on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, with a separate undisclosed ailment. I don't know what that is, but I figure he steps in as a starter right now opposite Byron Murphy. I expect that he is a starting quarterback on this team. And when I said the Cardinals are going to trade for a quarterback, my anticipation was they weren't trading for a guy that was going to be their fifth corner. Now, they still will probably grab somebody with 800-plus players being released by by today. They have to. Eight. I still think they're going to get somebody else. But as far as getting a, when I said that they were going to make a trade, my anticipation was somebody that would be a top three cornerback. Trayvon Mullen will be a top three cornerback. I do expect that he could very much start opposite Byron Murphy right away. Well, they got to get him up to speed in Vance Joseph's defense, obviously, right away because the Chiefs game is coming right around the corner. By the way, in that national championship game, Trayvon Mullen was the MVP, uh, uh, the defensive MVP uh, for Dabo Sweeney and Brett Venable's defense for the Clemson Tigers. Drafted what? seven spots. Ahead of Byron Murphy, I believe. One thing that but Byron Murphy was drafted seven spots ahead of him. One thing that one reason why he may have fallen out of favor in uh, in, in Las Vegas, Oakland, is you know I made some calls on this today back in May. He put on Instagram a picture of his uh, surgery, uh, about to have toe surgery. This to those who cover the Raiders, this was news. And apparently, according to those who cover the Raiders, the thought was this was also news to the Raiders that uh, Trayvon Mullen was having toe surgery. So he has that right as OTAs are getting underway. So you wonder if there was some, you know, acrimony there between him and the organization uh, as the summer began, uh, as he has the the toe issue that keeps him out of uh, 12 games last year. Then he has surgery, maybe not being on the same page with the team in May. And then here we are at the end of August as we're just about to start the season, they go ahead and trade him for a seventh slash sixth round conditional pick. Yeah, like I said, they thought that he was a building block for them. I mean, 2020, 64 tackles, two picks, 14 passes deflected in 16 starts. So, you know, listen, you know, the, the Cardinals have had some success trading with the Raiders. Carson Palmer? 
Uh, Rodney Hudson, Jared Valdir, they've had some success trading with the Raiders. So this is a guy you're getting. He's got good size. He's, he's a big six, corner. He's 6'2". Yeah. He's got good size, and he's got a lot of experience. So the Arizona Cardinals go out there. They trade for the cornerback. And now that they've – now, again, I don't think they're done at the cornerback spot. I expect that they're going to – you know, look for somebody that, that's, that's been waived. If you're four year or under, I think you've got to clear and you, I think the Cardinals are 23rd in the claim process. Um, veteran players don't have to go by that. So a veteran player that gets like, oh, you could just grab him right away if he wants to come here and you want him. So I would expect they still are going to be very active in looking at the 800 plus players that have ju- that are now looking for a job that are unemployed and seeing if there's somebody that can help them. Maybe it's an edge rusher. Maybe it's another cornerback. I would expect they're still going to be active. Patriots released uh, Terrence Mitchell today. That was a name that kind of caught my eye. But look, there's going to there there's going to be a lot of Terrence Mitchells available now uh, over the next six hours. Somebody will be brought in by Steve Kime. I think that's I think you're exactly right. I think that's been the route here. We're going to get a as, as high end a guy as we can possibly get in a trade. That is Trayvon Mullen. And then we're going to look out and check that waiver wire for a veteran quarterback that we can bring in to provide some depth, especially in light of the Hamilton injury. You you have to have another yeah. body going into that Chiefs game coming up uh, in less than two weeks. Yeah, it is very possible that, uh, you know, Hamilton is not ready to go for week one. We don't know. We, we you know, we don't know the extent of, of that injury. Um so we'll just wait and see on Hamilton. When Hamilton comes back, now okay, you know now you've got you got Marco Wilson and Hamilton is your depth guys opposite you know Murphy and Trayvon Mullen as your starters, and then Marco Wilson is your th- you know three and four or Hamilton and Marco Wilson. It's better now than it was yesterday. It's still not great. No, it's that, still not great. That's I what mean, I, yeah, before but it's better break, than it was yesterday. Before we hit the break, I, I've got to hit the brakes and say make sure we let everybody yeah. understand that this is not ideal. You know, just and especially the fact that. That, that Trayvon Mullen may end up coming in uh, and starting after being discarded by the Raiders here. This is not ideal. This is not the situation you want to be in. Obviously, the Cardinals uh, have issues in the, with their cornerback, not only depth, but the talent level at a very critical position. And now you're hoping a guy like Trayvon Mullen, who barely played football last year, can come in and help you win football games in a very crucial, important, three-game difficult stretch to open up the season. Big Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. Text PICK to 62620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beer and cheeseburgers. Just text PICK to 62620 to enter. Cut down day for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll tell you who didn't make the roster. That's next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, let's get right back to it with the Arizona Cardinals. Cut down day. Here's what we know. Trace McSorley has been cut. Could put him back on the practice squad. Jesse Lucetta has not made the team. Jesse Wiggins has not made the team. We start to look at the cut down, the players that are being cut by the Arizona Cardinals, and that's some of them right there. I am hearing, and we'll start with this, I am hearing that Andy Isabella was told he did make the team. He is on the 53-man roster, but that he preferred 
to be traded. Whoa. Andy Isabella wanted to be traded, wanted to go somewhere where he could play and get snaps, not be a depth guy that may not dress. He wanted a fresh start. So he, and you could tell by his interviews these last couple times we've played some of his sounds. He's feisty. You could tell he just wasn't really kind of happy here. You could tell he kind of, you know, I love Arizona, but like he was kind of angry. You know, it kind of puts the blame. We even talked about it yesterday. I don't yeah. know if he's, if Mitch, you could find that cut from yesterday with Isabella where he kind of blamed the team, you know, for where he is right now. But yeah, what I'm hearing is that Andy Bell, Andy Isabella prefers to be traded rather than stay with the Cardinals. Even though he was informed he made the 53-man roster, he wants a fresh start. He wants to go somewhere. You have that, Mitch? I think I was overlooked. I think they turned their back on me. Um, but I overcame again, and I think that's maybe why I operate best. I've been overlooked my whole life. Uh, coming out of UMass and Mayfield, everything, um, and that motivates me. And um, but I know my purpose is is my, my purpose that God gave me is to inspire these kids that look up to me and my family. And um, so when I go out there, I really remember that, and that motivates me to go hard every play, even when I'm tired, even when I don't want to show up. I know I have a greater purpose. I was so overlooked. Yeah, I mean, pump what the, was the other part of that? Pump the brakes, Andy. I mean, overlooked. They turned their back. Turned on their me. back like, on me. Look, you were a second round pick. You have been given every opportunity to succeed with this organization since you arrived. In fact, some would say you've gotten more uh, opportunities than you've actually earned or deserved with the organization because you were a second round pick. Most players, if they produced the way you did during your time here, would have been cut immediately. But because you were a second-round pick, you have been given uh, more than enough opportunities. And finally here, now in year four, you're showing that you have the ability potentially to be an NFL player. Gambo, I talked about it yesterday after hearing that sound. I'm going to talk about it again. For Andy Isabella, there was never a question in these last couple of weeks, he was going to make the team. That was no longer the the bridge he needed to cross or the hurdle he needed to clear. For Andy Isabella now, it's about, can I play in the league? And that's why he didn't want to be here. Right. Isabella preferred to be traded. He was hoping to be traded where he can get an opportunity and a fresh start and get some to play. snaps to play. Just making because just here, car- DeAndre make- Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, you're like, you know, he's not going to get opportunity, may not even dress on game day. So he preferred preferred to be traded. He did not want to be here. He was hoping that the Arizona Cardinals would trade him. Right. Just making the 53 men and then being inactive on game days is no longer good enough for Andy Isabella. And I actually applaud that. He should want to play. And after the training camp and the preseason that he just had, he probably feels like, okay, I'm ready to go out there and be a contributor. And he's probably reading the tea leaves in Arizona and he's like, man, especially when Hopkins gets back. Look at AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Hollywood Brown and, and Rondell Moore. I mean, where where am I? Where's where do I fit in? Right. So li- listen, give me give me the opportunity to go someplace where I can actually get on the field and catch footballs. And I'm sure you know from what you're hearing, uh, if it's accurate, and I'm sure it is that Andy Isabella yeah. wants out. Like it's not good enough for me just to make the team now. No, I I, I want to go someplace else, and I want I want to play football because I feel like now I've proven to myself and to others that I can do exactly that. Yeah, so, so Andy Isabella makes the team, but he's not happy about it. He wanted to be traded. He's up is the, what I'm reporting. He did, did want to be traded, and whether he puts on a good face or but you can just. 
just tell from those cuts. Yeah, he's up to his you personal just, ante. You he can has. just tell by those cuts. They turned their back on me. I was overlooked. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be here. Um, felt like you know he probably felt he listen. We can say whatever we want. He feels this way. He feels like he wasn't given a fair shake. That they turned their back on him. That they overlooked him. And now he's had a great camp, and he wants to go somewhere where he can pop, where Calm he can play. Down, Andy. Like you don't think the Cardinals would have loved for that kid to. Play and play well and, and catch round 10 pick. touchdowns mm-hmm. these last three years. <laughs> Every yep. season, catch catch a thousand yards receiving. They would they would they would have crawled on broken glass for Isabella to be able to go out there, especially in light of what happened with Metcalf. The organization would have would have killed for Isabella. Trace McSorley played. Trace McSorley played really well in the preseason, especially the first game. They must feel really good that he's not going to get picked up, um, or or they just listen. They don't want to carry three quarterbacks because they, uh, you know, you start doing this roster and you're like, okay, I want one extra receiver, I want one extra. Defensive lineman. I want one extra linebacker. You got to pull from somewhere, so they'll pull from quarterback. They obviously feel Colt McCoy is ready. They'll go with the two quarterbacks, and I'm sure that they will try to get Trace McSorley onto the practice squad. I am sure that is their goal. Whether that happens or not, will depends on if another team likes him enough to put him on their 53 man roster. But I believe the Cardinals like him enough and would want him on their practice squad. Problem is, other teams have to say Trace McSorley is better than our number two. Listen, right. not, not every team only keeps two, but that's kind. Of the, that's kind of the growing trend in the NFL to do it the way the Cardinals are doing it. You don't want to you don't want to use up a roster spot on a third quarterback. So Trace McSorley no. would have to be viewed upon as okay. This guy's this guy's better than our backup, and I don't know if that's quite going to happen. The bigger question to me is the health of Colt McCoy. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot of, of Colt, but clearly the Cardinals feel like that McCoy, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. If he's called upon, if something were to happen to Kyler Murray in Week One, that Colt McCoy would be, you know, ready to go out there and, and win you win you a football game. So, uh, yeah, Trace McSorley, that's that's going to be the spot for him. And then, you know, it's interesting. And he was out there today, this morning. He was out on the practice. Uh, Craig Grealu had a had a photo, had a video of Colt McCoy playing today. Murray and McCoy, only Cardinals quarterbacks on the practice field. So. McSorley did not make the team, but uh, both of those guys were out there. So here's what we know. The Cardinals traded for Trayvon Mullen from the Raiders. They get themselves a cornerback. They give up a, a, a draft pick. It's a, it's, it's could be a, it's a seventh, but it could be a sixth. So they make that trade and we're starting to, you know, we don't have the full roster right now. We will soon, I'm sure. But McSorley was cut. Wiggins was cut. Lucetta was cut. They have to get down to 53 today. There were a bunch of cuts yesterday, but yep. they'll have to get down to 53. 53 today, so we'll wait to see the rest of the uh, the rest of the roster once we know about it. So we do know a trade was made for Trayvon Mullen, the cornerback from the Raiders, and we do know that McSorley, the, the third string quarterback, was cut. So was Wiggins. So was Lucetta, and we were hearing some other players as well. Andy Isabella. What I'm being told is he was that he did make the 53 man roster, but I am uh, I'm, what I've learned is that he you know he does not want to be here. He would prefer to be traded. Angry Andy. Angry, Angry Andy. Andy. Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, I don't listen. I I don't blame him for wanting to go somewhere where he gets a chance to play. Of it, course, I, I. You know, he he wants to go somewhere where he gets some reps. Where I, can I go? Be a third wide receiver, a fourth wide receiver, and get some reps rather than you know being buried behind the guys that I'm buried with. Listen, I have no problem with him wanting to play. I have no problem with him wanting to be traded. I have no problem with him 
perhaps manufacturing disrespect to help motivate him to become a better player. But yeah, overlooked in the organization, turned my turned their back on me. Now, t- 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 again, tap the brakes on that one. So much to talk about. The skipper of the Arizona Diamondbacks had his option picked up. Their star prospect played last night. Um, by the way, they happen to rally from a seven nothing deficit to win a game. They can't lose. We'll talk about the Diamondbacks with uh, Tori Lovello, the skipper, next on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue in Glendale. They've got their Labor Day sales event going on right now. New inventory arriving daily. No additional markups at Sanderson Ford. This is where Gonzo Shops and Al McCoy and myself. They've got our Twitter poll. Eric, again, I don't I don't even know what it is. What is well, Gambo, it's on something that you had been reporting for a while now. The Cardinals finally traded for a cornerback, mm, yes. addressing a room that needed a lot to be addressed. So, after this move, do you feel like Arizona is week one Ready? You got three options. Option number one is, yeah, let's ride. Week one ready. Option number two, almost. Need about one or two more pieces. And option number three, not even close. Three, four, five plus moves need to be made. Option two, almost. Need a couple more pieces. I still want to get another cornerback. Maybe an edge rusher. But yes, I'd like to get two more pieces. Um, I got to tell you, if you're still adding pieces uh, a week and a half before the first game, you're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, You'll see good teams will add pieces too. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about that. I don't the Eagles know about just that. traded. The Eagles just traded for a cornerback. I, I mean, it's 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 it, yeah. It's one thing to be adding depth. It's another thing to be trying to find guys who are going to start for you. You know, ten days before the season, yeah. and that may have been what just happened there. So, hey, listen, we'll we'll, we'll see. All right, what's we'll our see. poll? What's our poll results so far? Leading the way, fifty-eight point seven percent. Not ready to ride yet. They're on almost need one to two more pieces. In second place, twenty-eight point eight percent. Not even close. And with twelve point five percent in last place. People feel like they're week one ready. All right, there it is. That, uh, that happens to be our poll question today. And you can go to the Burns and Gambo page and you can vote on that. We are waiting for Tori Lavello, the skipper, who's probably out partying and celebrating his uh, you know, new uh, option of the contract being picked up for another year. But let's talk about that game last night. I was at the game last night, Corbin Carroll's debut. Uh, boy, the first thing I noticed, man, that gets fast. Oh, that gets fast. Oh, he's so fast. You saw it on the uh, oh, his, his boy, first at bat, the ground out to oh, second base. He almost beat it out. Almost beat it out. Then, then he actually, you know, you could have gave him a single on the one Segura bobbled because he might have beat that out anyway. But he ended up with the double that broke the tie. The D-backs were down by seven runs in this game. They were down by seven runs. They set a club record by overcoming a seven-run deficit. Big blow by Carson Kelly and obviously Corbin Carroll uh, and then Stone Garrett. I like this kid's bat. I mean, it's Stone Garrett. He's Chokes up and he hit one out of the ballpark. That was an incredible win by the by the D-backs. Down seven nothing after three and a half innings. They score six in the fourth, six more in the fifth. I was at the game and I was so happy to be there at that game last night to see Corbin Carroll's debut. But let's wait no, no further. The skipper of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Tori Lavello, joins us on the program. Skip, how are you today? 
I'm doing good, Gamble. How are you? Well, first off, we'll get to a list. so many things to talk to you about, so I'm going to move it along quickly. But first off, congratulations on having the contract option picked up. I'm sure that's a relief for you. Um, you guys have won a bunch of games in a row now. you got a lot of young talent, and the organization obviously feels that you're the guy to take this team forward going into next year. How do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, first of all, I thank you. I appreciate that, and I feel great um, about it. Uh, it. It, you know, first from from Ken to Derek to Mike, the faith they've shown in me and continue to show in me means the world to me. And uh, you know, I want to take this organization to the next level, and I want to be the manager of this ball club uh, forever. We have a lot of really exciting things on its way, on their way. Uh, and you saw that come out last night with Corbin, and it's yeah. been happening all year long with other players. But I'm honored by this, and I want to I want to do everything I possibly can daily to go out and help this team uh, get to that level that that uh, all of us want to get to. No, I totally, I totally think that you are worthy of coming back next. I've told you that. I've said that on the air too. I think it would have been insalubrious for you not to come back just based on how hard the team plays. Even last night, down seven runs, you know, in the fourth inning after a terrible performance by Bumgarner, you guys are able to come back and win that game. That really shows you the testament of how hard these kids play and they just don't give up. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I, I, you do have my back, Gambo. I do appreciate all that love you give me. Um, and you call it like it is. And I, I've always appreciated that. Uh, and you're right about last night's game. We were down 7 nothing. When I was going out to take the, the ball away from Bum and, and make that pitching change, you know, I just thought we just need to get a couple points this next inning. Get one point, make it 7-1, 7-2, and we can make the score look respectable and give us a spot to where we can play catch-up for, for the next five innings. But we went out there and put up six. Uh, the big hit was Carson's uh, three-run double, and our kids didn't shut down. They have an unbelievable heartbeat. They've they've got a very short memory. They go out there, they hustle, they play hard, and that's those are my demands. And I think good things happen to teams that go out there and give everything they possibly can every single night. And Tori, and then in the fifth inning, uh, the Corbin Carroll at bat, not only the at bat and how the kid came through. So McCarthy gets hit in the in the back with a pitch. There's one out. The Phillies then have a meeting at the mound, which may have given you an opportunity to say a little more to Carroll as he as he as he took to the plate in that situation. Did you take advantage of that? Did you say something to him, uh, whether or not you did or did not? Your thoughts on that at bat uh, for the for the youngster, and then coming through with the with the big uh, opposite field double yeah it was a huge at bat um, against a pitcher that's typically very very tough on left-handed pitcher uh, left-handed hitters uh, but Corbin came over and visited with the hitting coaches got some information saw some video got some data and they came up with a really good game plan I didn't say much to him yeah. I said go relax and have fun and just and just take advantage of this opportunity uh, and he's so good at just slowing the game down and, and process and that was a very tough pitch that he hit he redirected the baseball he hit it where it was pitched you hear that in little league you hear it all the way in pro baseball you can't do much with a pitch unless you hit it in the right direction with certain pitches you're supposed to be hit in certain areas and he hit exactly where he was trying to so it was a huge hit i helped us win the baseball game it was his first hit so there's a lot of celebration inside of the dugout and a very well-deserved moment for him one of the things i heard about why they decided to pick up the option on your contract was just how well you've embraced the youth movement and 
and, and, and these young players. You've had eight different Diamondbacks make their debut this year. How has it been for you to have, you know, to be able to integrate all these young kids into the lineup and just, there's a lot of talent, but is, is it easier for you? Is it harder for you to take all these young kids and get them in a lineup on a regular basis? Not really. Um, we know that this was part of what was going on inside of this organization. We've, we've had very good talent inside of the system for a long time. And we've got a lot of kids that are here, but we have just as many that are still developing inside of our system that will be continue, continuing to arrive. So for everybody that's listening, I want them to know that this is, this is just the beginning of what we feel like we have inside of our system. But it'll be up to us to continue plowing away and going at it and making sure these kids are learning our concepts. And the concepts I ask, or that they believe in, that we keep moving forward the right the right way. I'm player development in my core. I spent 10 years in the minor leagues with, with the Cleveland Indians, so I know what it takes to develop a young player and what it looks like and how that hard work can pay off. And then fast forward, now that I'm a big league manager, I haven't forgotten that. I can put that hat on and know how important it is to integrate these young players into the system and allow them to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. And that is extremely important. And I love the youthfulness. I love the young players coming in here. I've built relationships with all the kids that have come in here long before they arrived yesterday. So hopefully they feel comfortable enough to come in here, be themselves, and go out and perform at a high level. How comfortable do you feel throwing Madison Bumgarner out there in five more days after he got shelled again last night? They hit some balls extremely hard off of him. He's got an ERA up or up close to nine in his last six starts, 52 hits in the last 32 yeah. innings. I mean, Skip, I know you want to win baseball games, but let's be honest, he's not giving you guys a chance to win baseball games when he takes the mound. Yeah, it's a very fair question. Um, you know, it's one that we're discussing right now that we're, we're talking about. And, um, you know, we're, we want to give Bum the baseball in four more days. We want to allow him to go out there and work through some of these things. Uh, he, you know, he, he's grinding. He's in a, he's in a, miserable fight with trying to get out there and go out and win baseball games. But that's how he's wired. That's all he knows, and that's all he wants to do. So I'm not going to turn my back on that. I want to make sure that I get all the information in, in, in the hopper. We'll make the, the decision and move it forward. But as of right now, he's going to be getting the baseball against the Brewers. I'm just going to follow up with that. I mean, but why? What was there? Is there something that you see? Is it just because he's a veteran pitcher and he's on the contract for the next two years? I mean, why, when you're trying to win games, why throw him back out there right now? Is it, you know, like, do you, is, should there be a discussion? I'm just saying on just shutting him down for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I think there will be, and and uh, you know we've had discussions with Bum directly about certain things at certain times, and they're very difficult discussions. And um, we just know what he's capable of doing. He's had some good runs, and if we can get him on a run for the next five or six starts, we know that he can go out there and, and give us some quality starts. But um, we got to have that discussion. Nothing has been written in stone. We want to make sure that we're going to put our team in the best situation and move forward, and win baseball games. You know, a lot goes into making a move that would that would remove anybody from a rotation. You got to find out who's going to replace them. What's going to be the next situation? Who's going to step in? So, we have those conversations after every start. We we evaluate what we just saw and then we press on and keep moving forward. Well, Skip, on a happier note, obviously you guys are stringing together some wins right now, uh, which is great. People like to talk about the improvement from last year, which is obvious. But really, if you watch this Diamondbacks club, you guys are playing much better baseball even since May. Crisper, sharp. Mm-hmm. baseball in your estimation how much of that is let's be honest personnel changes or how much of that is just attitude you know the getting it right between the ears uh, you can give yourself some mm-hmm. credit for pressing all the right buttons if you want uh, but what are your thoughts <laughs> on why, why why this thing has looked a lot better since even may 
Yeah, this is all player driven, um, and it, it's it's a we over me concept. I think everybody's been sacrificing together to move it forward. Um, we were gutted last year. There's no doubt about it. From the front office to the me, the coaches, the players that were here, that that hurt. That was a rough year last year when you went 52 win, uh, 52 games, and you're trying not to set a franchise record for for wins and losses. Um, you know, you got to find something inside you that's gonna that's gonna push you. And uh, I think this group did. We started having discussions this, this offseason about what it was going to take and what that commitment level was going to be, uh, what type of effort was going to be given, and what were my demands. Uh, it was very clearly outlined to them in spring training and even a little bit before that. And I could see in spring training that we were a good baseball team. We were just young. It was going to take some time for us to push. And we are pushing right now, but we're pushing in the right direction. I'm very proud of these guys. All right, give me uh, give me your outfield lineup tonight. Who are the three guys playing? Uh, let's see. So we've got, um, uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this because of the betting lines, but I will. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Carol, and left, um, uh, McCarthy's DH and Carol and left, Marshall and right, Thomas and center. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I just bet 500. <laughs> All right. And I'm Carol's kid, kidding. Gonna, and, Carol, <laughs> and Carol batting eighth. I imagine you keep him in the bottom of the lineup for a little bit now, right? Yeah, I want to keep him down. I'm migrating north a little bit, but I'm gonna. I want to. I want to keep him down and let him catch his breath. But he's off right. to a great start, and we know what he's capable of doing. I just want to relax and be himself. All right. Well, congratulations again on the contract uh, option being picked up. You'll be the skipper of the Arizona Diamondbacks again next season, and love the way the team is playing right now. So, congrats, Tori. Thanks, Gamble. Means a lot. Talk All to right. you guys later. Bye. That's Tori Labella, the skipper of the Arizona Diamondbacks, had his option picked up. NFL cuts some familiar names. From the Arizona Cardinals, cut by other teams. We'll tell you about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, let's go around the league, around the NFL, and tell you about some of the cuts that were made because there are some familiar faces. We are still waiting for the... You know, for the final, it was one o'clock our time today, but we have, we have not seen the release of uh, the final release from the Cardinals or from a lot of other teams either. So we'll kind of continue to wait on that and see what happens. Some of the things we can tell you, some of the other cuts that happened around the league, and we'll start with one, and that's Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, and nine mistakes uh, made uh, ahead of him before the draft, and now will be on. He'll be on his seventh mistake. Whatever team decides to bring him on next, because that would be his seventh team. Josh Rosen, it's got to be it for him, Gambo. I, you know, that's a good question. Let's it. talk about that for Come a second. On, it's got to be. No. It has to be right. It's got to be. Like, well, why would anybody say like, okay, maybe, maybe these other teams missed something? I mean, I get it after three or four. But, I mean, come on, at this point, and I understand that you justify it by saying, well, the kid was in a bad situation, and he got a raw deal, and he, he didn't have this, and he but didn't have that. But every spot he's been it. But at some point, you have to say, okay, the kid can't play. And I think we're at that point. I mean, I can't yeah. say for sure. Somebody might 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 give him a look, but by at some point, it's got to end. Tenth overall point is now. Tenth overall pick in the 2018 draft. He joined the Browns in July as their fourth quarterback behind Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Josh Dobbs. You had the Watson suspension, which begins Tuesday. Brissett's going to be the starter for their first 11 games. Dobbs ends up beating out Rosen. He had a strong preseason. Rosen did not. 
they've speculated, could he come back on the practice squad as their third quarterback, or do they look elsewhere? I mean, since the Cardinals drafted him, he's been with the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Falcons. Six teams. Yeah. His next team would be his seventh if he right. got the opportunity. You know, listen, when he... Falcons, 49ers, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Browns, Cardinals. Six teams for Josh Rosen. And nobody even has thought enough of him to make him a backup quarterback. And usually a guy who's been around the block for a little bit, who's won a football game here and there in the league, and he hasn't won many, uh, you could be considered a, a, a candidate to be a backup quarterback, a good guy, maybe a good locker room guy, cerebral guy in, in the film room. But Rosen, Rosen hasn't even earned a backup job in, in the league. I mean, at some point you say, he's just not good. Yeah. You know, and when he played here as a rookie, there were a lot of excuses made for him. You know, the, the, the offensive coordinator situation, the, the head coaching situation, the, the, oh, it the was a disaster. Line. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was a disaster. It, it was, but you, knowing what we know now, uh, Josh Rosen, no doubt, rookie or not, had a maybe a bigger role in that offensive dysfunction than he got the blame for because he was a rookie. Everybody kind of even, even Mike Bidwell late in that rookie season when they were terrible and Rosen was terrible. Mike Bidwell was still calling him a franchise quarterback. Like Mike Bidwell was publicly saying, "We got the guy." Oh, even after the season was over, we when they the when guy. they didn't know if they were going to draft Murray or not, they were committed. Another guy that got cut, Chris Strebler, a, a great you know preseason for the Jets. And they end up they end up cutting him. So I think that was a little bit of a surprise. So Chris Strebler, who was a backup quarterback for the Cardinals for a little bit last year before they let him go and they got Trace McSorley, Chris Strebler gets cut by the Jets. Um, you know, and that one, you know, he he was really really good. Even Robert Salah, the coach, said probably one of the greatest preseasons in the history of football. But it didn't matter. They still cut Chris Strebler. I'm telling you, I, listen, I know guys have made teams and rosters based on how they've played in the preseason. But if there's ever an indication about the waning importance of preseason games... There it is right there. There it is right there. The Jets... uh, Strebler led them to an unbeaten preseason, led the team in rushing. He completed 72.7% of his passes for 277 yards with five touchdowns and a passer rating of 120.9. Which tells me they knew he was getting cut in late July. (laughs) Yeah, like you didn't have a chance. Right, you never you had didn't, to, you never had a no chance. No matter what you did, we weren't keeping you. We weren't keeping you. And I, I, I always, I always, and, and I've talked about this with other media people and the like. We all talk about position jobs, our positions on the line, position battles, and you know who, who, who you know, who's going to perform well in preseason games, and you know the preseason broadcast. They try to get you to watch and draw you in jobs on the line. I always think that even when when training camps open. You can probably name 50 of the 53 before the first whistle blows. Like, these teams know. They know who they're keeping. I mean, there might be some guys at the back end. But by and large, teams teams have a pretty good yeah. idea of that roster even before camp begins. Let's go over a couple others. Kansas City releases wide receiver Josh Gordon. Well, a lot of people will remember him when he was with the Browns in 2013. He led the NFL in receiving, but, you know, got suspended. Uh, he was suspended by the NFL six times, five for some form of substance abuse, missed three full seasons, played a little bit last year with Kansas City, had five catches, but he was a healthy scratch for all three of their playoff games. The Eagles make a trade 
for New Orleans Saints defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So the Eagles get uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. Uh, they give up a seventh-round pick, I think, um, and maybe even a fifth-rounder. The couple of picks that they give up. But he's got experience playing slot corner and some safety. So the Eagles, and that's a team I look at and I say, that could be competition for the Arizona Cardinals when it comes to trying to get a playoff spot. So both teams, both the Eagles and the Cardinals, go out and make a trade for a cornerback, and the Eagles get one. Other guys that were cut, these are interesting. Tight end O.J. Howard, cut by the Bills, a former first-round pick. Sony Michelle, the running back, cut by the Dolphins. Another running back, Duke Johnson, cut by the Bills. So a couple of big names were cut today. By the way, speaking of those running backs, Sonny Michelle and Duke Johnson, we've been talking the last couple of days about the Cardinals perhaps having a surplus in running backs, and perhaps that could be a trade chip for a cornerback. This is exactly why that doesn't work. I mean, again, I don't want to demean running backs and say they're growing on trees and they're a dime a dozen, but they're real easy to find in the NFL. A lot easier to find than cornerbacks. That's just the cold, hard facts. The the idea that a team would need to trade for a running back when guys are out there and guys like Sony Michelle and Duke Johnson yeah, are on the, these guys aren't even like they're, they're, they're on the way they're like 27 years old and they're, they're young they're and young they're productive I mean listen the caliber of running backs those guys are those kind of caliber cornerbacks are not cut today if you're if you're as good a no. quarterback as those guys are, a running back, you can't find those you are, corners. You are on a roster, but you know right? you need four corners. You only need like one or two running backs. Most teams have two good ones, but no, most people are not. You need three to four good cornerbacks. You have to have it. That's All what right. I mean. Lot to lot to come still on the program. Interesting conversations with uh, Tori Lavello that we had. Text us your thoughts on Tori Lavello getting extension to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six. Right now, he made his major league debut last night. He had a big two run double. He showed off that speed. We'll talk about Corbin Carroll next, right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.